Will you be ready if stocks start to slide? Hi, Jeff Orvitz here. With the market feeling more volatile than ever, it's essential to consider the effect of the market volatility on your retirement savings. Glenn Least and the Investment Committee at WT Wealth Management draw from over a century of combined expertise. They've guided their clients through many market peaks and valleys. Glenn can help you better understand the difference between risk and volatility. Glenn helps you protect your portfolio from risk and avoid an emotional response to unexpected corrections. Glenn can help you focus on a disciplined investment approach, a reasonable withdrawal plan if you're in retirement, and other ways to ensure your portfolio is able to weather market volatility. Now is a great time for a year-end review of your finances. Whether you're years away or are currently in retirement, let Glenn show you how to properly structure your portfolio. Call Glenn for your complimentary consultation at 928-225-2474. There's no obligation. Just call Glenn at 225-2474. The following is paid programming brought to you by WT Wealth Management. Nothing we discuss should be considered as investment advice. This conversation is for informational purposes only. Please do your own research and speak to an investment advisor or financial planner before making any investment decisions. Welcome to Intelligent Investing with Glenn Least. I'm your host, Jeff Orvitz. And this week, we're going to discuss investment allocations. Uh, We're also going to talk about those guaranteed rates of return you may have heard about or seen about in advertisements. Watch out for that. Plus, are bonds uh, a good investment? Good idea or bad idea? We'll cover all this with Glenn Least. And Glenn Least is a senior investment advisor with WT Wealth Management. And you can learn more about Glenn by going to WTWealthManagement.com or by calling 928-225-2474. That's 928-225-2474. All right, Glenn. Well, Happy New Year to you. It's a a lot to talk about. I mean, this is uh, (laughs) maybe another crazy year. Who knows, though? But I hope you had a Merry Christmas. (laughs) Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about investment allocation. Let's start with that. Uh, And what what is it and why is it so important for investors? I I know we've talked about this in the past, but starting off a new year, we should hit that one again. Yeah. So investment allocation is a a fancy name of just saying how much of your portfolio, what percentage is in riskier investments and how much of it is in less risky investments or, or another way of saying it stocks versus bond, what percentage. So is 50% of your portfolio in stocks and or riskier investments and is the other 50% in in bonds. And so it's it's a good way to measure is your portfolio dialed in for what you're wanting it to do. So if you're saying, Glenn, I want my portfolio to grow over the next 30 years and be available for me in retirement and my investment allocation is 0% in stocks, 100% in bonds, well, that allocation is probably not going to get you the growth that you're looking for. So, you know, investment allocation is actually a really important part of uh, our our conversations with clients is, are they appropriately invested for what they're looking to try and do? And do we need to add more stocks? You know, do we need to take out bonds? You know, how do we decide what that number is? And most of the time when people come in and they ask me, Glenn, what should I be investing in? The first question is, well, how much time do we have? What's the goal? And how do you feel about investing? And from there, I can back into what their investment allocation probably should be. And they've got some good uh, kind of rules of thumb, if you will, of, of how do we kind of come to that number. And they, they have one that's called 100 minus your age. So easy math. If you're 30 years old, 100 minus 30 would be 70 or 70% of your portfolio should be in stocks. And then the other 30% should be in safer investments. Um, 
a lot of times we've been using the 120 minus your age because we're living longer and to account for inflation. Yeah. So I find in my practice over the last seven or eight years, most people are probably underinvested, meaning they don't have enough stock and have too much safer investments. And part of that is because of uh, maybe just not a, a full understanding how, how the markets work or uh, you know maybe a little bit of fear holds them back from having stocks in their portfolio. But stocks and riskier investments are riskier in the short term, but over the long term, they tend to deliver a much better result. So part of my job as an advisor is to help educate them about how I can really help them meet their goals. Um, and the investment allocation is just a really important part of it. It's only one part of the puzzle, but it's a definitely an important part. And there's a big difference between someone coming in who's 22 years old. And like you said, 65 years old, you have to, there's a time factor. Like you said, that's, that's huge going forward. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're one day away from retirement, your portfolio might look different from someone who's 40 years away from retirement. Um, and your time horizon is only one portion of it. If you remember, it's, you know, what's your goal, but also how do you feel about investing? So if you're someone like myself who really likes stocks, understand stocks, I may be well into my 50s and still have a really heavy stock portfolio because I personally understand it. I, you know, I'm okay with the level of risk. Uh, I'm not going to make any kind of, you know, quick moves in or out of the market. I'm just going to kind of stay in it for the long haul. And I know, but because of me taking that higher risk level, I'm going to get better returns. So do you answer your question? Yes. Uh, usually the older you are, the less aggressive you get in your, your mix, but doesn't mean that's how you have to have it. Some people, they frankly have to play a little bit of catch up. So maybe they haven't saved as much as they want to. So they have to get more aggressive with their stock allocation to kind of make up for some of those lost years. Are people Glenn tempted to try to buy the perfect get in at the perfect time, I guess, when the markets are at the low, the dip, uh, to try to make up for time, maybe make up for past decisions. Uh, is it possible? Is it, is it, is market timing, I guess, a good strategy, Mark, uh, Glenn? <clears throat> yeah. So the, there's always that question is what's more important, important, uh, timing of the market or time in the market. And all the studies have shown us that overall time in the market is by far the best strategy. Because when you're talking about timing of the market, what you're really asking is when is the perfect buying opportunity? When are you going to be able to buy in the day that the market's going to be down and going to go right back up You know, soon thereafter? And that's a very difficult question for anyone. It's really not even a question. It's more of a guessing game because that requires foresight into areas that most people, I don't think any of us know, it almost requires a crystal ball. Mm -hmm. um, so timing of the market is very challenging if not near impossible. Um, I've seen that work out um, not so well for individuals. Like if we're talking about the recent pandemic back in March, uh, I had a couple of people I was talking to that were like, okay, we're going to wait for the market to get back down to this point before we invest the rest of our money. And the market just never got back there. It continued to rise back up. And so they had actually missed out on a tremendous growth opportunity in the market. Um, and so for me, I tend to shy away from trying to time the market perfectly and just say, hey, it's all about time in the market. Let's, you know, we could get lucky, you know, and get on a great opportunity to buy in. But over time, that's where you're going to be really successful is getting most of your money to work and stay invest over the long haul. So to answer your question, it's really almost an impossible equation for us as uh, even the professionals to do successfully. And I don't think anyone's really been able to do it over time. So um, yeah, timing of the market is, is very challenging. Well, if you look back when the pandemic first hit and the market absolutely tanked, and that's when people were obviously getting out, but then were mm -hmm. you having people call and say, I want to get in because if they're waiting for that, that dip again, uh, Glenn, uh, who knows when that, or if that will come. 
Yeah. So in in the pandemic, in the March ish area, I was calling of 2020. Call yeah, 2020. Yeah. I, I was calling some clients, and they were thinking I was calling them to sell out of the market. But I was actually calling them to ask, "Hey, do you got some more money?" And a couple of them were like, "What? Are, you got to be kidding me! You're asking me for more money when the market's down." And I was like, "Well, yes. You know, if we remind ourselves of kind of our philosophies about investing, this could be a great opportunity to buy some cheap shares of great companies while they're temporarily on sale because some of these companies." let's face it, they're not going anywhere. I mean, Amazon, Google, Facebook, Visa, MasterCard. I mean, these are such solid companies that really are integral to our way of life. They're not, I mean, Apple could probably go, you know, who knows how many years without ever generating a profit again, because they have what over a hundred billion dollars of cash. So, um, you know, so some of those clients actually said, you know what, I will put some more money to work. Cause this is a great opportunity. And they saw some fantastic returns through the rest of the year. Um, I had very few clients that wanted to try and get out. And I, I only, unfortunately maybe had a handful that got out and it was like Murphy's law. The, the one day they yeah. get out was the worst day of the market that had seen in who knows how many years, I think it was like a 10% down day in the they market. They sold like the absolute bottom. <laughs> yeah. And then the next day the market popped 10% and recovered all of it. So they, in, in that time, they had missed that 10% upswing and on six figures of money, that's a pretty costly mistake. So, um, yeah, timing of the market is almost near impossible, but if you have some extra cash on the sidelines and the market's at a, a dip, you know, and you want to add some more, that could be a good time to do so. We're talking with Glenn Least of WT Wealth Management. Call Glenn Least at 928-225-2474. There's no obligation. That's 928 928- 225-2474. Visit Glenn by going to WTWealthManagement.com. Glenn, how often does the stock market generate positive returns and, and how can investors leverage time on their side uh, to build wealth? Talk about that. Yeah. So I sometimes, you know, talk to my clients and ask them that same question, you know, Hey, out of every five years, how often do you think the market historically has been positive as far as returns? Um, and the answer that is surprising to most people, cause they'd say, Oh, well maybe one out of five years or two out of five years or three out of five years. But in reality, it's more closer to that four out of five years over the last maybe 50 or 60 years, the market has generated positive returns. Now, if we look at a shorter period of time, you know, what's the chances of the market being positive in one day? You know, it's more like a 50-50 chance, but the longer we go out as far as time, the greater chances we have of being positive. In fact, I have a whole chart here that continues to show us, you know, what our chances are. And really after, you know, that that eight and nine year period, you start getting to the high 90%, close to 100% chances of the market being, you know, positive over, you know, or your investment being positive if you give it enough time. So, um <laughs> I, part of my job is obviously educating clients saying, mm-hmm. Hey, you know, if we know the market's up four out of every five years or 80% of the time, if we think of it in, you know, everyday terms, if that was a game in, in Vegas that paid us out 80% of the time, we'd be playing that game all day long. In fact, they'd probably shut that game down because it paid out too often, but the equity markets are a great way to build wealth over time. If you have enough time to, you know, ride out those years that could be potentially down knowing, Hey, this is that one out of every five years historically that's down, or maybe it's two back to back years. But you know, if you play the odds on your side, you're really going to you know do quite well in the equity markets. Not selling out in that March of 2020, yeah, for example, yeah. that we were just talking about. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yep. What about, um, I, I know we've talked about this on, on multiple occasions, Glenn, uh, bonds, uh, the bond market's a huge market. Is it a First of all, I guess, is it a decent investment? We're talking just bond. I mean, and it's such a broad category, I yeah, think. Yeah. There's so many different types of bonds. 
Yeah, in general, bonds are are closely tied to interest rates. So when you have interest rates, you know, at four and five percent, you know, bonds could be a really good investment in, in those environments. But right now, we have an interesting. Uh, environment where interest rates are pretty much at zero and inflation is really high. So if we have inflation at six and seven percent and interest rates are at close to zero, our bond yields are going to be maybe in that three to four percent range. And and depending on what type of bond you're in, obviously if you're in a very you know safe bond, it's going to pay us you know a little bit less. If you're in a risky bond, pay us a little bit more. But even if you said, hey, I got a riskier bond that's paying me three and a half percent. Uh, and inflation's at six, you know, you kind of do the math. It's almost like guaranteed to not keep pace with inflation. So, you know, is it a decent investment? I would say until interest rates come up, I have a hard time justifying it as being a really good investment for our, our clients long term. You know, if they raise interest rates and those rates of yield start to come up for bonds and they start to keep pace with inflation a little bit more, then yeah, that could be a really good, you know, opportunity. But for right now, it's just, we're in a, such a challenging environment. So th- there's obviously pros and, <clears throat> pros and cons of bonds. And so we just have to look at what are we what are we trying to do as far as returns and you know bonds are historically very safe but they're not immune to having down years we've seen bonds you know be flat to negative in certain years when they you know change interest rates so they're not like guaranteed to go up all the time you know so they can have bad years so um they have a place in your portfolio but more Mm -hmm. and more i think people are being less in bonds and, and they call it tina meaning there is no alternative for returns and they're trying to generate returns and bonds are just not doing it so they're almost forced to be in more stocks so you would have to see glenn an environment where the 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 bond rates the interest rates were getting much in closer parity to inflationary rates going forward i mean would that then maybe be a good time where you're seeing um well, if I buy this now and hold on to it and then interest rates start to go down again, it's a different investment environment then? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So if you have a bond and interest rates start to go down, your bond's going to be worth more because it's paying a higher interest rate. So that's actually an environment where bonds will probably appreciate. Um, But on the flip side, if interest rates are going up, and your bonds may be paying 2% and the new bonds paying 2.5% because they raise interest rates, well, your current 2% uh, bond is probably less attractive on the market. So in an environment where we think interest rates are going up, it could have some short-term disruptions in the bond pricing. Absolutely. Glenn, um, I've heard these guaranteed return type um, commercials. I've seen advertisements and stuff. Uh, I've heard people say that they'd love to get, hey, I want to get the 6 or 7% with no risk. Uh, th- does this does this exist? Because I, I've actually heard these advertisements. They're like yeah. guaranteed X return. How can anyone guarantee that? Whenever I hear clients say, "Oh, is there anything that uh, you know?" I heard I can get six or seven percent guaranteed, no risk, and <laughs> all this. Um, my my follow up question is, I want to learn more about that. That sounds that sounds yeah. pretty good. Sounds Sign too, me up. Yeah, sounds good. To, too good to be true. And a lot of times it is. Um, I I just don't think that really those those types of scenarios exist nowadays where you can get six and 7% guaranteed, you know, return, no risk, you know, and still keep up liquidity. I mean, those just, those investment opportunities aren't there. There's always a trade-off between risk and return. So if you're willing to take, you know, a little bit of risk, you're going to have low or little potential returns. If you're willing to take more risk, you're going to have more returns. Um, and especially if in, in, in interest rates are so low, you're not going to be able to generate six and seven percent, you know, interest rates really hardly on anything without some sort of risk. I mean, even if you said you wanted to loan money on a real estate deal where you said, hey, it's it's fairly safe, right? If they don't pay the loan on the the mortgage or whatever, I can repo the house. So it's, it's somewhat guaranteed um, that may pay you six or seven percent in that range. But what happens if they default? 
default on the mortgage. You have to repo the house, go through court proceedings, and there's a whole cost involved with that. So even in a scenario like that, it's not necessarily, you know, hundred percent guarantee. There's not a, some sort of risk yeah. of loss. There, there's risk involved with that. So yeah, if, if someone tells you about six or 7% guaranteed with no risk, I, I want to hear more about that because I just don't know of anything that, you know, offers those sorts of returns with, with no risk. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Glenn, um, let's talk about withdrawal rates in retirement uh, and, and why they matter. What, what are withdrawal rates? What do people look at? Why does it matter? Talk, explain that. Yeah. So withdrawal rates are really once you've saved enough in your investment account and you're ready to retire, the withdrawal rates are basically trying to help us understand what we could reasonably withdraw out of our portfolio each year as income and leave the portfolio intact or, or maybe grow it a little bit. So the withdrawal rates right now are right around that 4% range, meaning easy math, say you had accumulated a million dollars in your investment portfolio and you're ready to retire and you're ready to turn that 401k or IRA or investment account into income, you'd be able to draw out 4% a year of ongoing income. So 40,000 um, and reasonably leave the million dollars intact, you know, throughout your lifespan, maybe it grows a little bit to keep up with inflation. So that's kind of what the withdrawal rates are, but the withdrawal rates assume that you're at least keeping the money invested, meaning that you're going to at least conservatively or moderately structure the investments. Cause if you're saying, Hey, I'm going to do a 4% withdrawal rate, but my money's in the bank and not earning anything. Well, that 4% is going to draw out that account within 25 years, you know? So the, the withdrawal rates do assume that you actually keep the money invested and are growing it maybe at that five to 6% rate over time or greater. And, and the greater the withdrawal rate is the higher chances of you running out of money sooner is, um, unless you're generating better returns. So it's a, it's a give and take, uh, withdrawal rate. And some people say, Hey, you know what? I'm going to start with a million, but maybe when I pass on, I don't need a full million to leave to, you know, my kiddos. I only need to have 500,000 or 250,000. Um, so I can take out a little bit more than five, 4%, maybe 5% and, and draw down that principle a little bit, but that's what the withdrawal rates are. And they, and they're important. And as we live longer, we have to probably either save more or be okay with taking smaller, you know, withdrawal rates, or if we don't willing to do that, our probability of you know, bringing down the value of the portfolio is greater. So those are what withdrawal rates are. And so they're pretty, pretty important when we talk about retirement planning and projections. We're talking with Glenn Least of WT Wealth Management. Call Glenn Least at 928-225-2474. There's no obligation. That's 928-225-2474. Visit Glenn by going to WTWealthManagement.com. Now, Glenn, since this is our first show of the new year, what advice do you give people going forward this year into, into 2022? Long way to go here. Uh, every, every situation is different. Everybody's situation is different. But what do you give general advice here going forward into 2022? Uh, one of the bigger things for 2022 is going to make sure we're actually staying above inflation, <clears throat> meaning we're staying ahead of inflation. We're beating inflation because that's such a hot topic now where if inflation's at six and 7% and we're not returning that in our portfolio, we're actually losing buying power. So a lot of our, our conversations this year are, are geared towards how do we effectively do that in a way that makes sense for our clients. So as far as like, what would I recommend for clients moving forward is, is take a look at their portfolio and make sure it's at least has a standing 
a fighting chance of beating inflation. If you're in a portfolio that's 30% stock and 70% bonds, you may not have a great chance of beating inflation long term. So that's something that moving forward is taking a look at that asset allocation, making sure that they're properly structured to uh, actually grow their money and meet their goals. So um, I'd say for the new year, that would be something that's very important to to look at is, is are they invested properly? Are they structured properly? And then just understanding uh, what the pros and cons of being in a more you know, stock heavy portfolio might be. So say you do want to take on some more stock to try and beat inflation, you know, we just have to be okay with what that potentially could look like as far as if we do have a bad year or if the market is flat. Because uh, anytime you have more stock, you're basically saying, hey, I'm, I'm trading in some more short-term volatility in exchange for some better returns long-term. And we just have to understand that and have our clients be okay. So definitely now is a good time to take a look at your portfolio and make sure is it structured to, to do well through the rest of this year. When you work with Glenn Least, his investment committee leverages over a century of combined experience to grow your money, not your fees. And they invest their personal savings the same exact way they invest your money. Call Glenn Lease for a complimentary consultation at 928-225-2474. There's no obligation. Just call Glenn at 928-225-2474 or go to WTWealthManagement.com. Tune in next week at this time for another edition of Intelligent Investing with Glenn Lease on 97.1 The Big Talker. We'll see you soon. Will you be ready if stocks start to slide? Hi, Jeff Orvitz here. With the market feeling more volatile than ever, it's essential to consider the effect of the market volatility on your retirement savings. Glenn Least and the Investment Committee at WT Wealth Management draw from over a century of combined expertise. They've guided their clients through many market peaks and valleys. Glenn can help you better understand the difference between risk and volatility. Glenn helps you protect your portfolio from risk and avoid an emotional response to unexpected corrections. Glenn can help you focus on a disciplined investment approach, a reasonable withdrawal plan if you're in retirement, and other ways to ensure your portfolio is able to weather market volatility. Now is a great time for a year-end review of your finances. Whether you're years away or are currently in retirement, let Glenn show you how to properly structure your portfolio. Call Glenn for your complimentary consultation at 928-225-2474. There's no obligation. Just call Glenn at 225-2474.